You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. What's up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. It's your host, Rafael Barlow, founder of NBADraftJunkies.com and also the NBA Draft Junkies website. Got a special, special guest today. And I know I say I got a special guest on every episode that I have a guest, but today... My guest is none other than my younger brother, James. James has been with the whole NBA Draft Junkies movement from day one. And James, I got a question for you. So, Can you check me one-on-one yet? Ralph, like I said, man, I've been beating you since I was 18. Easy. I mean, we have, we, I don't know, man. Me, it was... I remember challenging you when I was 13, 14, nah, you our younger brother. And we, yo, I've been stamped. I got all your moves down, man. You couldn't get with me then. I turned over your right shoulder. Last time we played, play was at Lifetime Fitness, and I beat you. What year was this? It's probably like 14, game-winning shot, left-hand layup. CDR was there. fasciitis, man. I couldn't move. (laughs) Oh, so now you're injured. Anyway, we can can go on. (laughs) We can go on and talk about this. For, for hours, but today I wanted to pick your brain to get your opinion. You are, in my opinion, even though you're my brother, one of the most underrated draft guys out. Appreciate that, brother. Kind of stay in your own lane. You don't really post a whole lot on Twitter as far as the draft, but I mean, you have very good insight and knowledge on the draft. And I mean, I, I would say you probably got it for me because I'm the one that basically just kind of, you know, put the battery in your back and made you the draft junkie expert that you are today, you kind of follow my lead. So props to me for being born. But today I wanted to get your opinion on Evan Mobley. Now, for those that are listening and and aren't familiar with Evan Mobley, seven foot, 210 pound freshman out of USC. If it wasn't for Cade Cunningham and Jalen Suggs having tremendous freshman seasons Evan Mobley would be probably talked about even more probably would be the number one pick in a lot of of the past drafts give you the raw numbers 16.8 points per game 8.6 rebounds 2.2 assists 59.6 field goal 30 about 31 percent from the free from the three-point line 69 from the free throw line three blocks roughly a steal give me your thoughts on Evan Mobley. Uh watching Evan Mobley's film, there's a lot to like. He's got feathery touch for a big man. Um he's obviously athletic. I mean, no pun intended, but he's a mobile big. Um should be able to switch out on the guards pretty easily. Uh I like him a lot, man. He's very talented. Um but, you know, after really digging into the film, I do have some concerns about him. But like I said, I love his jump shot. Um, love his defensive presence. But yeah, I have some concerns about him. 
All right. First, let's get into what what you like about him. Uh, I'll get into what I like. I I like everything you said. He's one of these guys where I believe he's a better shooter than the numbers indicate. Right now, 31% from three, 69% from the free throw line. The numbers just don't show the whole or don't tell the whole story. I think he has great touch, especially around the rim. I think it should not be difficult for him to adjust to the NBA line and extend his range and become a, a very valuable shooter, especially at his size. Right. So I like how, when he gets the ball on the block, I mean, he got, he has the jump hooks. He has the soft touch floaters. It's a lot to like about him. Now, if you had to compare him to a player and I I know you kind of pride yourself on being nice with the comparisons, who would you compare him to? Oh, uh, initially the first few games, I was like, man, that looks like Chris Bosch 2.0. Um, and I think that would be like, I mean, I, I hate to say ceiling because, you know, Chris Bosch is a Hall of Famer and, you know, championship piece. But again, if you're drafting Evan Mobley in the top three, four or five, you kind of expect or you kind of hope that he kind of, um, goes in that same trajectory but um i, I like a chris bosch comparison um and for maybe, before before you get deep into it i feel like chris bosch is underrated i think so many people remember him last as miami chris bosch where he sacrificed his numbers and sacrificed to win championships a lot of people don't remember that Toronto Raptors Chris Bosh was a monster. Right. And so um, I think Mobley has that potential to be that type of player. And even if he is Chris Bosh Miami, that's a championship piece right there. So right. if he's your third best player, then you have a really good team. I agree with you. And like I said, Chris Bosh, uh, I want to say um, physically compared to Mobley around at the same age, just long, lanky, skinny guys, but they don't play, you know, soft basketball. So, yeah, I like the Chris Bosh comparison. He's a, he's a really talented kid, man. And like you said, as far as his numbers not telling the whole story, you got to remember he's playing college basketball, which hates spacing. He's playing with his brother, who's also a big, and, you know, it, it can get congested sometimes. But, again, you talking about his touch, I, I recall watching the play where he uh, he was posting up, he passed it out the double team, and then he took a step back and hit a corner three. It was a moving three, not like, you know, moving, but it was a, he, he passed it from the low block, stepped out, knocked down the corner three. So a little stuff like that, like you can tell that shooting the ball is going to be – is probably his calling card, but uh, yeah, he, he's good, man. All right, so if you had to pick which skill set in his toolbox of skills is your favorite skill, what would it be? Again, I think it's his shooting. Um, yeah, that the league is about shooting, spacing the floor, especially with bigs. I don't think with him being potentially a full time center, I don't think he has that. I don't see that bag, that um, that Embiid bag, that Jokic bag, that you are like a focal point as a center. So him playing off a really good pick and roll point guard is going to be his bread and butter, just making shots. Obviously, he's still a 
an athlete, so he'll be able to rim run. He'll be able to to uh, pick and pick and roll, pick and pop. He can play dunker, but you know, shooting the ball is is going to be his calling card. And bigs that shoot the ball well, it, that that's a premium in the NBA. And see, I don't think shooting is going to be his calling card. I think it's the swing skill that will help him maximize his potential. But my favorite skill that he's shown is his passing. Like he is an exceptional live ball passer. He, he does some things that you just rarely see out of seven footers as far as like making passes on the move. And in that sense, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Garnett as far as skill. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not the same fiery, intense competitor as Garnett. They're total opposites on, on that end too. of the spectrum. But as far as just skilled, um, but I think what made Garnett Garnett was the other stuff that he brought to the table as far as just like the dog and the pound in the chest and, and just the trash talking. That's not Mobley's game. But just skill level as far as being able to knock down open shots, put the ball on the floor, mm-hmm. being able to pass out of the post. So if he can like be a hybrid of Chris Bosh and Kevin Garnett, that is a, a very, a very special player. Coming up next, we'll discuss Evan Mobley's NBA potential and which teams do we think would be the best fit for him. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, or act better? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. Now you deserve to feel happy and Headspace is a meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on media. That's headspace.com slash locked on media for a free one month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. Now this is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on media today. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, welcome back. So, James, I wanted to ask you, 
which teams do you think would be the best fit for Evan Mobley? So as of today, you got the Detroit Pistons, Minnesota Timberwolves, Orlando Magic, Houston Rockets, Washington Wizards. All of these teams, Cleveland Cavaliers, are fighting for top five picks. And all could be in the range for Evan Mobley. You can throw Sacramento Kings in that mix also. Which team do you think is the best fit for Mobley from a personnel standpoint? As of today, you know, you're supposed to draft the best player available regardless of a fit, but based off of just overall fit. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, you know what? I know it's 2021 and we're not supposed to do this, but like I like him him in Minnesota with with Cat. And I think, okay, so ideally, okay, you can play, he's not them, but if you can play AD and a big together, right? You could play Sabonis and Miles Turner together. Why can't you play Evan Mobley and Cat together? I think you can. I think their skill sets somewhat complement each other. I think Mobley has the mobility to defend fours, um, stretch fours. Um, I think that Mobley, I don't know if he'll be able to play much in the post. I don't think he can post up right now. Yeah, not right now. But I think Cat is a guy that if he had a post presence, that will open things up for him as a shooter. Arguably, I should even say arguably at this point, the best seven-foot shooter in NBA history, at least by the numbers. And so, but finding a, a complimentary piece for Cat, in my opinion, is, is tough. But I think they can play together. But in your opinion, why do you think they would be a good fit together? Well, the, the Timberwolves are a terrible defensive team. And I feel like them playing uh, Mobley will help defensively because again you have you add another seven footer with mobility with seven shot five wingspan <laughs> seven five wingspan and shot blocking like that that should eat up a lot of the mistakes that you have uh especially with cat not being you know the best defender but like yeah that that makes it tough because with him having that seven five wingspan you know he doesn't have to to hug a, a, a four man on the corner three pointer. Like he can provide help side defense. Um, offensively, again, as a shooter, he can play pick and pop, he'll space the floor. He can be, he can be the dunker. I just feel like it's a, it's a great fit for him. And ultimately I have concerns with Mobley defending fives and also posting up just because he's all legs right now. And him being a seven foot, 200 pound, 18, 19 year old, I mean, he's going to get bullied. Yep. If you, if you compare legs him, and yeah, he's all legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm a big Christian Wood fan. Christian Wood's best um, position is the center, but he can't, he can't bang. Yeah. It's like, you know, Nurkic ate his lunch. You know, those guys eat his lunch. And then think about the bigs in the West. Jokic is going to put his shoulder in your chest. Valanciunas is going to bully you. Nurkic, Cantor, those guys are going to bully you. 
Um, DeAndre Ayton could, but he'll probably settle for sure. Nah, DeAndre is going to shoot a floater. But again, he could bully you. So it's like, I think uh, Mobley playing the four until he gets some bricks in his back pocket would probably be the best thing for him. And, you know, maybe he turns, maybe he gains some weight and he can play the five like Serge Ibaka plays the five now at however old Serge is. Yeah, even like AD, he was probably 210, between 210 and 220 when he first got to the NBA, played the four. And now he should be a five full time, but he didn't want to, yeah, he didn't doesn't, do want, doesn't want to play the five, even though he's probably listed at like 230, 240 now. So I could see strong, Well, now he is. I don't think he was close to as strong as he is now once he first got to the NBA, but he's right. gradually put on, put on the weight. It wasn't too fast. Like some guys that put on too much weight, but what's another team that you think would be a good fit for him? Um, you talked about Washington. I think him and Thomas Bryant at this level now are the same, not the same talent, but the same output. Thomas Bryant is going to rebound he'll dunk. He'll shoot, but again, defensively isn't defense isn't his strong point. Uh, shoot, I'm watching this game now, man. I wish New Orleans would tank for him. He'd be, he'd be perfect in New Orleans. Not necessarily tank, but you know, they don't really have to tank because they lose games. But I think he would he would compliment Zion. That's but that's right. if he can maximize the the shooting ability. Yes. I think Zion needs to be paired with a floor spacer. Yes, but even then, I, I have no problem defender. with Zion guarding fives. I mean, he's giving up height, obviously, but you're not you're not backing that big dude down. Right. But, you know, a, a dream scenario for F Mobley would be New Orleans. I like him in um, Minnesota. Cleveland, eh. I think Cleveland needs one of the wings. They just drafted him. What about Detroit? I mean, they need a little bit of everything. They do. Um, but again, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, I guess he could play the four in Detroit too. All right. Next what time. about Houston? So they already have Christian Wood, and Houston Christian Wood and Mobley are getting dunked on <laughs> every trip down the court. That's just too many. That's too much legs. Again, Christian Wood, love his game, but, man, it's hard for him to defend at 220. What about if you're Orlando? Why not? I mean, do you – I mean, you got Bamba, who's – I guess you don't really count him. Vooch is incredible <laughs> this year. Aaron Gordon, they probably move him. Move but him. I think Jonathan Isaac's best position going forward is – four. Is the four. So if you're Orlando and let's say you're selecting in the top five and let's say, you know, you, you got the number two pick, right? And you decide you're not going to go with a point guard since you just drafted one last year and you just paid faults. Do you think Mobley would be a good fit next to, next to Vooch? No, because they just, well, not necessarily he wouldn't be a good fit, but you just paid Jonathan Isaac too. So it's like, to me, you know, Evan Fournier is 28. I think he's a free agent this year. I think their yeah. best bet is for them to go with a wing. Like a Jalen Green type. Jalen Green. Even Kuminga would be good. So I personally think Orlando should 
swing for a wing. I mean, they're playing, you know, no disrespect. They're playing Dwayne Bacon, James Ennis, you know. So, yeah, I think a wing. And, again, slide Isaac to his best position, which is the four. But, yeah, I feel like they're a wing. But, again, like I said, New Orleans, Minnesota. Um, who else is terrible, terrible? Detroit, I don't have a problem. Detroit need to take the best player available. But, again, I think Jeremy Grant is probably playing his best basketball at the four, though. So, Yep. Well, I mean, I think if he's in Detroit, you got to play him at the, at the five. Plumlee is – I mean, again, it's Plumlee, but Plumlee is hooping, man. Yeah, but somebody's got to put up numbers in Detroit. That's true. In just a few minutes, we'll discuss the weaknesses, red flags, or areas of concern that James has about Evan Mobley. March Madness is here, and that means bracket challenges. Join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks, beat your favorite hosts, and if you win, you will get a guest appearance on Locked On Today, our daily news podcast. The link to join is in the show notes of this episode. Get your picks in today. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on every bar. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And today, we are at the Built Bar Madness Sweet 16. This week coming up in the Sweet 16, we have Toffee Almond versus Mint Brownie, Peanut Butter versus Coconut Puff, Caramel Brownie versus Double Chocolate, Chocolate Brownie Chunk versus Lemon Almond Cheesecake. We have the WC Birthday Cake going against Coconut, Cookie Dough Chunk versus Salted Caramel, Coconut Almond versus Peanut Butter Brownie, and Cookies and Cream with the easy win over Churro Puff. But you can go to BuiltBar.com or Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember, use the promo LOCKEDON20 to get your 20% off the next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow the Locked On NBA Draft. All right, earlier in the first segment, you mentioned that there was some concerns about Mobley's game. And I know you've already kind of mentioned the the lack of bulk or size and and um, I guess the, the high hips and not being able to defend fives. What other areas concern you? Um, so again, with him being a seven footer, uh, he shot 37% according to Synergy on post-up situations. So again, Yes, you're playing with another big college basketball. You're playing in a phone booth. But for a player of his talent and of his touch to shoot 37% in the post is kind of alarming. But, again, some of that comes to, comes from his uh, his lack of physique. Like you said, you call it high hips. His high booty, you know, it's like you're posting up guys smaller than you and 
their forearms are in your your legs and it's like you can't move those guys and again it's not the same thing but Chris Stapps Porzingis struggles to post up because he's all legs yep. so um, I think that's a concern especially with so it's like okay if we run a pick and roll and we switch it's going to take him some years to figure out okay how do I score on a switch when you know he won't be able to take advantage of a, a wing in the post because they're stronger than him yep um, you know, point guard be able to push him out of the post. I, I was watching him play. What was it UCLA? They had some football player looking dude guarding him, and he he couldn't. He was posted out all the way out to the corner three point line. So, to me, that's a concern, which is why I think he's going to be more of a face up, pick and pop guy, uh, not somebody necessarily you can get a ball to on the block. At least not early on until you know he gets some some more craft to his game. Um, I think sometimes he he settles for a, a jump hook, jump shot. Maybe DeAndre Ayton like with that. I mean, he has the length. He's seven foot. He has a seven five wingspan. A couple of times, you just got to bang that ball on somebody's head, and he would rather shoot the four foot jump shot. And again, I understand he has great touch, but you know, you got to impose your will. Um, but you know what? That was one of the concerns about him coming into this season. Uh, I, I want to say like maybe sophomore, junior year, he was the number one player in his class and a lot of scouts kind of soured on him or a lot of scouts maybe dropped him because Cade was so much better. But one of the knocks on Mobley was his motor, lack of toughness. Maybe he played like he was bored, didn't always bring the same intensity I think that he's done a good job of answering some of those concerns this year. And at the end of the day, it's just his demeanor. He's not going to be a, a rah-rah guy. Like, you know, like I mentioned Kevin Garnett earlier in, in this episode, but part of, part of the reason why they questioned certain things about him was because they thought maybe he settled. And similar to what you said, you think that, if he does have an advantage in the post, he may settle for a floater, which is somewhat similar to Marvin Bagley in a sense. Marvin Bagley is a great vertical athlete. He's kind of like a, a, a thin frame, but mm-hmm. I think he settles. I mm-hmm. think that he he'll settle for a turnaround jumper or, I mean, he's got it in his bag, no pun intended, but I think he lacks that second level of nastiness that, that at least for me personally, I like to see. So Not like, saying- okay, I was watching the Hawks game earlier and if John Collins catches the ball in his dunk radius, he is dunking the basketball. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he, he has good touch around the basket. Again, he's turned himself into a 40% three point shooter, but like he has a dunk, a dunk radius. He's trying to dunk on you. When's the last time you saw Marvin Bagley dunk on somebody? You know what I'm saying? I don't really watch a lot of Kings games, but the games it's I have seen, I, I felt like he just doesn't really... Uh, or even with DeAndre Ayton. When's the last time you seen DeAndre Ayton dunk on somebody? He just doesn't do it. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I've seen Mobley, he bangs, but you just want to see it. You want to see more of it. Right. Do you think it's more so just a knock on his just overall demeanor 
and we want to see more nastiness out of him? Or is it just at this point nitpicking? I mean, it could be nitpicking. Um, again, college basketball is officiated totally differently. Um, you know, it, it's it's harder. And again, as the game opens up more, he only has to finish on one guy. Maybe you'll see more of it. But, you know, I, I've seen some plays where like, dang, man, you got to dunk that. And then I've seen some plays like, yo, he really caught a body there. So yep. maybe it is nitpicking, but. Uh, I mean, it's a concern, but it's not like, again, I thought DeAndre Aiden coming out of Arizona was the bad the S word soft and he's kind of like living up to it. So I don't feel like it's as bad with Mobley, but the thing is Mobley's 210. So it's like, eh, he really can't afford to be soft. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like his, his upside. He'll be a pick-and-pop face-up guy that can put the ball on the floor and make plays for others. I do think that he'll be able to expand his range and become a reliable three-point shooter. And just like a name we mentioned earlier, uh, Vooch, he is shooting. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but he's an all-star for a reason. And the way that he's shooting the ball, if I'm not mistaken – it was maybe about a week ago they had one of uh, what's the guy's name Kirk Goldsberry. Yeah, has those graphics where they show the the leading score in the NBA by spot on the floor, and Vooch was number one at the top of the key or above the break threes. I would have never guessed that, and so I said all that to say 40% this: forty percent from three on six attempts. Right, and so. <laughs> I didn't think the guy that I saw in Philadelphia early in his career was going to be this, I mean, elite floor spacer. You can say it's elite if you're shooting that percentage on that um, uh, on that volume. And so I think that Mobley has better touch and he has the ability to be able to get to that point. And I think it, it'll come soon. I think Vooch is probably in like year seven or eight. And, and so I think Mobley should be able to get to at least a average or above average three-point shooter maybe before his rookie contract ends. So, but like I said, I'm high on Mobley as of right now. I think I have him number two on my board, but. Let me ask you a question. All right. So his best, you say his, his best uh, qualities are his, um, shooting you say it's his playmaking his length and his athleticism right in 2021 a big man the the top big men in the nba are great on the block uh nb unguardable Jokic, unguardable on the block andy davis when he doesn't want to shoot jumpers is pretty much unguardable on the block right those are elite guys do you take Evan Mobley, who's not an elite post player, in the top five in 2021 in such a wing-dominated league? Yeah, because the reason why he's not elite is because he just doesn't have the strength and bulk right now. So I think with his but what's his what 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 have what moves have you saw him make on the block that was like oh yeah, 
that's going to translate. You don't necessarily have to have a bunch of moves, in my opinion. If you have... You don't, but again, Embiid has a bag of moves. Jokic has a bag of moves. Vucevic has a bag of moves on the block. He's not just a shooter. But they're also traditional wide-bodied guys that you can't... I mean, once they get... (laughs) I agree. So, again, are you taking a skinny five in the top five in but you the gotta awards think, NBA of 2021. Long-term, Anthony Davis didn't have any moves to me at Kentucky. No, that's true. But he, <laughs> he, didn't have he was anything. a defensive. He got to the point where when they were like, oh, man, he used to play point guard. I was like, where? They got to stop that. They had to stop that. But I see he, it he now. He good now, yes. But then I never saw. I was like, man, I, I just don't see this point guard. You know, every broadcast, they gave you the story, and they showed you the picture of him in the glasses <laughs> <laughs> weighing 78 pounds. But now I see it. And so at this point, I feel like Mobley has, at least, and this could be controversial, has more skill has shown more skill level than Davis showed at Kentucky at at the same rate. But did he have remember that Kentucky curse we talked about a couple pods ago? Where when you get to Kentucky, you don't show anything. Cat, Anthony Davis, any guard yeah. that ever went to Kentucky. But I, I've I even felt like early in Anthony Davis's career in New Orleans, I felt like he was still an energy guy. Like I, one of my comparisons was he was a bigger Sean Marion early in his career, very early. He could beat you off of energy, athleticism, even now, like there are times where he can change the game just off of his energy and his motor and running the floor. So let me ask you this. Does Evan Mobley. Okay. Let's say does Evan Mobley have, and I'm not comparing him to Anthony Davis. But does he have an Anthony Davis motor at 19 years old? Does he have the same motor? I no, he doesn't. I mean, it's tough to say anybody has Anthony Davis's motor because he is could true. he could literally be an all star in the NBA if you took away his skill just off his motor alone. I think Mobley is more skilled at the same stage. All right, so let me ask you this: seeing how Lamelo has looked. Anthony Edwards is not shooting well, but, you know, he, as of where we're filming this, he just lit up Portland. Uh, You see how, I mean, shoot, he probably would go number three in this draft. Is that a stretch? Would quickly go three in a redraft, a hot take redraft right now? But I'm just saying, would you, I'm I'm just arguing against taking uh, a five that isn't elite in the top three, four. But I think he has an elite skill level. He just needs to get stronger. There's not too many bigs that could have his upside as a shooter, can make plays for others, put the ball on the floor, and and make an impact on a defensive end. Again, we're not really even seeing him in space. We're seeing him in, you know, uh, like you said, a phone booth. So I think with NBA spacing. He can be a a rim runner, a vertical lob threat. He can be maybe a short roll passer. I don't think we really had a chance to really see him play as the role man because there's not a lot of space there at USC. So, yes, 
I'm taking him number two with everything that I see that he has. So I respect it. I'm just, you know, offering. I'm just trying to figure out again, if you're not generation, you're not a generational big, I don't know if taking you in the top three, it hasn't worked in the past few years. Think about it. Embiid. That was like 2014. Yeah. That was seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, but even then, you can look at Aiden and Aiden's not going over Trey. He's not going over Luca. He's not going over SGA. Well, we can knock him, but right now the Suns are what are they second? And as their third best player, he is a a piece to their puzzle that (laughs) that is making them a, a very good team in the West. But man, we can go on forever. For the listeners out there, this is my brother, and I, obviously it's my brother. We've mentioned it, but we can kind of go on these in these tangents and talk basketball forever because we're both NBA draft junkies, which is pretty much where the name came from. But that wraps up this edition of Locked On NBA Draft. Now check out Locked On NBA Draft tomorrow. We have another host with more awesome takes. Again, this is Raphael. This is my brother James, and we are out.